0: All righty, let's talk uh, trade news now. And this is brought to you thanks to CMC Invest. It's international investing made easy. Download CMC Invest today. Roach, as you know, we've had the Prime Minister, Albo, on the show. We can pick up the phone any stage and get the State Premier, Peter Malinowskis, he even had Taylor Swift on the show. Getting our next guest on is more difficult, but we're pleased to have him. He's busy. Sammy, uh, no excuse, Roach. Oh, he's busy. Sammy Edmond, the SEN chief footy reporter and star of Trade Radio. Hello, Samuel.
1: You must have the wrong man. Start of Trade radio, just happy to play my role. As I am with you too, Kim, i <laughs> on the Roach. Great to be taken inside the magnificent studio, Lou as well, I
2: might add.
0: Oh, look, we love it. Before you do anything, though, I want to tidy something up from last night, Roach.
2: Now, Kim, we were looking at the Harrison Petty deal that is in play between Melbourne and Adelaide. Mm. Well, supposedly mm. in play. You mm. had it at 70% Harrison Petty in Crows' Colours next year.
0: 70%. With a two-year contract, yes. I shot from the hip a little bit. I'd like to make a retraction <laughs> oh, before Sammy no. even speaks, and I have no idea the what going on. got that under- truck
2: sound effect of people reversing well, their ver- truck? It's very
0: rare. Have you played that, Lonsie? <laughs> 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 I'm just readjusting slightly from 70% coming to 30% not coming to 89% not coming and 11% coming. All right, just want to make that very clear. Well, our, our friend... Mate,
2: Theodropoulos
0: at 7 tweeted 1% chance of coming 1% okay well good on you Theo all right let's go to an expert (laughs) hello Sammy what's the chances of Harrison Petty coming to Adelaide
1: (laughs) Uh, I'm Don Bradman on him not coming so I'm Uh, 99.95 to be honest with you guys uh yeah, and Melbourne have been really consistent with this all the way out, to be fair. Ever since Shane McCabe was mentioned, they've been staunch. Now, short of releasing a statement, every time I've spoken, they couldn't have been firmer that uh, mm-hmm. this guy, they want to get forward in the door, not get them out. He's yeah. got two years to run on a contract. They value him highly. In their mind, he had solved a lot of their forward woes, and we saw that at times this season. Now, look. There's a bit of smoke around, and look, maybe he might have told uh, some private conversations with, with maybe some teammates and, and mates that, you know, maybe in time, if the planet's aligned, he would like to go and play football in Adelaide, but nothing of it to the point. And actually, just on that front, he has been known as well. They have the old lure home, not homesickness on his stretch, but a, a pool home, but where he would formalise a trade request with Melbourne. And even if he did, Melbourne have been pretty categoric that they would just simply say no.
0: Yeah and and every club says that to start with but the fact is Adelaide were and are very keen he's 23 years of age and uh, I think he will end up back here uh, eventually
2: Actually while we're on Melbourne Sam can you help us how serious is this latest Clayton Oliver saga mm.
1: Well, serious enough, where he was uh, taken to hospital via ambulance. Melbourne just confirmed that in their statement, which I'm sure we'll get to in a moment. Look, he was admitted to the Footscray Hospital at around 9 or 9.30 this morning. The good news is he's okay, and he was discharged shortly thereafter, but not before, as Tom Morris reported uh, this morning or early this afternoon on Trade Radio uh, over here, that uh, not before he had a CT scan and an X-ray on his chest, he had some injuries to his head, and uh, and the like, so serious enough for him to be uh, um, administered to hospital and uh, and and closely examined. There. Now Melbourne did say in their statement that was released moments ago that the hospital completed a number of tests, and Clayton has since been discharged and is recovering at home. The club will continue to work with Clayton and his medical support team to ensure he receives all the necessary treatment so uh pretty big story over here with clayton oliver who as we know has been uh, in the news over this off season for, well just so about all the wrong reasons
0: it's probably wrong to speculate but when you hear about head injuries and um, was there a fall involved or
1: no i don't know and uh you hear a lot of things uh i'd rather not say either. Yep. there's all sorts of wild theories uh mm. getting around and even if i didn't know it probably I'll probably refrain from coming in. Yes, night, right. uh, That's Laugh, fair enough. No, I no, appreciate
0: no. that. Let's get to our own backyard. Xavier Dersma, can you update us there?
1: Still in train, but nothing is happening in a hurry when it comes to Port Adelaide or Essendon. Austin mean, killed it for that matter, and all three of these clubs are bogged down in their own little deals and, and players and, and the like. But we know Xavier Dersma wants to go to Essendon. I might add, no shortage of interest either for the player. They came from everywhere over the weekend. He met with several clubs. As we know, he settled on Essendon. Now, Essendon would like him and Brandon Zerk-Thatcher involved in the same deal in some way. Adrian Zorro told us that yesterday there would be some Adrian, some massaging of the deal in the back end as well with some pick swaps and the like. But, see, they're bogged down with Dave Gresham at the moment, uh, Esner as well. Uh, plenty happening uh, on that front um, when it comes to the Bombers, who, uh, who yeah, have a bit on their plate as to, as to Port Adelaide with a certain uh, yeah. contract key defender.
2: And when you would look at all of Port Adelaide's trade targets, Jordan Sweet seems the simplest. Why is that one not mm. coming along as quickly as we thought it would have? It's clearly Jordan Sweet comes to Port, a draft pick goes to the Western Bulldogs. What's holding that? Yeah, up,
1: well, there? I think I, I think Coffee might, have, might uh, take up a fair bit of time at, uh, at the Dogs as well. They might be trying to get that done. I also think indirectly uh, Ivan Faldo is to blame. The, yeah. uh, the Richmond-Ruckland at Port Adelaide have a fierce... Interesting, yes. and, and isn't he an interesting subject, Ivan Soldo, Like a, a guy who did a medical at uh, at GWS last year, had a big offer from the Western Bulldogs. I think the year prior to that, yep. still has a year to run on his contract at Richmond, but now has had his head turned and would like to play back in uh, back in Adelaide, Port Adelaide. The only problem for him is that Richmond absolutely don't want to let him go. So at the moment, the club is holding firm. But I reckon Paul or Jordan Sweet, who just wants to, an opportunity, and, and, and yeah. as you say, which would have been a pretty straightforward deal, has been made to wait at the moment. I still think, ultimately, he, uh, he gets there.
0: Sammy, you're neutral, all right? You're not invested in either of these clubs. Uh, if you're a list manager, what would you think that Radical Radagalia is worth?
1: No, I, I, I was open about this on um, Trade today. I, I think 24 is about right. Now, 24 won't be 24, but, I mean, that's all mm. Port can offer. It is Port's best offer. Um, Sava Aguilera is out of contract. He is committed to joining Port Adelaide. Now, in fairness to Geelong, they have been resolute on him being a required player. They've tried to re-sign him. Chris Scott is his biggest fan, and he's proven that time and time again. And you've only got to listen to Josh Jenkins, who was formerly employed by that football club, to know, even privately, Chris was always the one that went into bat for Sava to play. Yeah, but didn't pick him as well. Even when others didn't. And on that, so they picked him more often than not. But this year... He fell out of the side by injury. In a game or at least one game, he was subbed out. Now, there were instances where he was in fit and available to go after missing through injury, and they didn't pick him. So we know they are stacked in that back line. We know that when all the chips were on the table this year, he was the one that fell out of favour, not for a long time, but for a time. So these things certainly strengthen Port's argument. But I'll tell you what, it's the manner that this has gone down so far that has caused these two clubs to, uh, to really encounter some feisty and misty negotiations. Because when 24 was tabled for a start, the manner in which it was rejected by Geelong, I'm told, uh, borderline disrespected Port Adelaide and, uh, and they are irritated, bordering on angry at the way it's played out at the moment. And uh, they've wheeled out the throat early six days away from the deadline, looking pre-season draft and national draft, mm. if it gets to that.
2: Well, it's a bit a bit rich of now Geelong to ask for Ollie Lord, though, isn't it? Now that
1: won't be happening either. It's a bit similar to the to the Harrison Petty situation. Uh, uh, Ollie Lord, uh, in fact, unlike Harrison Petty, we might go to the full 100% on Ollie Lord yeah. because unlike Harrison, yeah. he has uh, had zero uh, inclination to leave or want to trade or to go anywhere. And uh, Port Adelaide obviously helped then on keeping him long-term. So on all fronts, that one uh, it wouldn't be going anywhere, it would appear.
0: Sammy, we know you do have long days around this time of the year, so we appreciate it. One more question, if you can give us an indication here. Uh, everyone talks about young Harley Reid, that will be pick one. Uh, we believe he won't be going to the West Coast. Where do you think he ends up? And is it possible to rate his ability as a pair to, uh, opposed to, say, a Nick Daycos at the same age? How good is he meant to be? I had a
1: chat to one recruiter this morning who has been doing it for a long, long time, and uh, you've got to love their excitement this time of the year. Uh, The guy's going to be a generational talent, I'm told. The next Dustin Martin, a nailed-on superstar in a draft where he speaks to a lot of these guys. Some of said five, some of said eight. We've heard somewhere in between, it just falls away dramatically after that. So that's why we're seeing clubs climbing all over themselves like probably never before to move up the draft, because the quality's there at the pointy end with Harley, Reed and Co, and then falls away really quickly. Even at the point where Geelong are happy to part with pick eight for the right deal, there, they've already checked it out in regards to next year. So they're in a yeah. fighting over themselves to get pick one, pick three, maybe Melbourne as well, and the fight for pick one is so fascinating. I mean, you've got North Melbourne with the biggest bounty we've ever seen mm. aside from when the expansion clubs came in melbourne and their list manager tim lamb are so bold in this space and have a history of mm. being aggressive in moving up the draft they've got six and eleven and sell the vision and the presentation as well as anyone and then you've got hawthorn who are bubbling away as well so given the suite of picks that all three clubs have got it is just such a fascinating conversation you you, you wonder what's going on behind the scenes well, at the moment you- with west coast and and
2: and pick one. When you paint a picture like that, you can understand why Hawthorne Hawthorne was on its high horse about compensation picks this week. Everyone's been blown out when you need to be very early in this draft. That whole debate about compensation picks gets another edge to it.
1: Yeah, 100%. And and that has certainly upset the competition. There's, There's no doubt about that. There's some speculation as well that Look, if Melbourne comes for pick one and, and don't get it, I wonder if Melbourne could package up, get themselves up to pick three, then they get in front of Hawthorne, they get in front of the Western wow. Bulldogs. Yeah. Dersmer might be a player. So that's bubbling away in the background as well. We know that North Melbourne are having a real crack. And I wonder, one list manager was saying this morning, at, at Hot Bombs, so was have a potentially even a three-club trade between all three of them that would involve North getting one, and this is a long story short. North Melbourne getting one, West Coast two, and Melbourne three. All three of them could swap picks in a, in a sort of triple trade, if you like. Um, uh, you know, in in in, in, uh, in before the deadline there and before the draft. So uh, it, it boggles the mind how much of that happening here
0: behind the scenes. So much to unfold. Very comprehensive, Sammy. We love having a chat here. We really appreciate your time today. Thanks for having me, lads. Appreciate it. Thanks, Sammy uh, Edmund there. Uh, thanks to CMC Invest. There's a lot to unfold, isn't there? Well, I, I appreciate Sam not.
2: Going down the speculation path with Clayton Oliver. Oh yeah, but that is now beginning to just become oh, concerning, Kim. Look, I, I can I can
0: read out the Melbourne Football yeah, Club's media do. release, and it, it is concerning when you start reading between the lines. So I'll, I'll read it out before the break. This is from the Melbourne Football Club. Clayton Oliver. Um, the Melbourne Football Club can confirm that Clayton Oliver was admitted to hospital. Clayton was transported to hospital via ambulance following a medical episode. The hospital completed a number of tests, and Clayton has since been discharged from hospital and is recovering at home. The club will continue to work with Clayton and his medical support team to ensure he receives all the necessary treatment. We ask that the media respect Clayton's privacy at this time. You cannot help but read between the lines after a press release like that. So we wish him uh, all the very, very best.